welcome to the Sales Influence Podcast, where we talk about finding the why in how people buy. I'm your host, Victor Antonio. Thank you for joining me. Today, I want to talk about, I'm going to dig into something that I talked about before, but I think it's worth really revisiting and clarifying. I'm going to call this the buyer's matrix. Now, this is for salespeople who are in the B2B business-to-business space. Now, let's clear up some definitions. Typically, I hear the phrase, ideal client profile, buyer personas, and then stakeholders, right? Ideal client profile, buyer personas, and stakeholder. And so a lot of people use these phrases interchangeably. What I want to do is first define them, and then we're going to dig in a little deep. First, ideal client profile. It's almost like a high-level view of, let's say, the type of companies you're targeting, right? The ideal client or company profile. Then if you zoom in, you look at buyer buyer personas or buying personas, and these are people who within the company would buy. But if you push further in, you zoom in, there you find the stakeholders. Now, these are the people who fit the client profile, who are in that buying persona, but these are people who actually have the responsibility within a company and they make the actual buying decision. That's what differentiates to me a stakeholder between a buying persona. A buying persona are people who are in that role, but a stakeholder has the responsibility for that role and can actually make a buying decision. Now, years ago, uh, I read a book called Strategic Selling. And I think there's an upgraded version called The New Strategic Selling by Miller Hyman, a great book. And it talked about these buying personas, these stakeholders, and they had four stakeholders I wanna highlight for you. One is the economic buyer. Right? These are people who worry about how much is it going to cost. They have the user buyer. These are people who are going to use the actual product or service. The technical buyer, right? They'll evaluate the technical side of it. And then they had what they call the coach. Now, the coach is almost like a champion, somebody within the company who's going to guide you, coach you through all the obstacles or hurdles to get you to or help you close that sale. Now, I looked at this model years ago and I kind of reformatted a little bit, but I do want to give credit to Miller Hyman because they really kind of spurred me on to think about how can I create a model that I can remember in my head so when I'm talking to people, different stakeholders, I know how to address them. So I came up with the acronym called MUTE, M-U-T-E, and I made a slight modification to the Miller Hyman strategic selling model. The M is what I've added. Let me just start with the other. M is for management buyer, user buyer, technical buyer, economic buyer. So I kept the user, the technical, economic, but I added a management buyer and I dropped the coach. So MUTE, the acronym. You're looking for a management buyer. Now, the management buyer can be a manager or anybody above a manager who has the ability to make a buying decision. Now, the reason I think that should be added, the management buyer, Because in many cases, you're going to have various managers that need to be involved in the decision-making process. But more importantly, you're going to have to have somebody at the C-level 
to actually close out and make the ultimate buying decision. So by having the M, the management buyer, you're talking to managers and anybody above that. Now again, the user buyer, Again, the acronym is MUTE, M-U-T-E. The user buyer, well, this is the end user that's going to use the product that you're going to sell the company or the service you're going to provide. They're going to interact with you. The technical buyer is a person that looks at what I call the abilities, right? And they're worried about the technical side. This could be a CIO or a CTO or even a COO, a combination thereof. But these technical buyers are looking for what I call the abilities. Is this interoperable. In other words, the interoperability of that product. Is it upgradable? The upgradability, the expandability, the the compatibility. They're looking for how does this all bolt in, fit in with what we're currently using. And obviously, they're going to be worried about maintenance and long-term care of that product or in the, uh, how long that service is going to last. So that's what the technical buyer is all about. Now, the economic buyer, this is purchasing. We know what they're about. They're about price, break-even points, return on investment, or return on assets. By the way, I got a great program in the Sales Velocity Academy where I talk about different types of pricing, where I can actually, where I actually go into detail about break-even points, return on investment, return on assets, and other KPIs that buyers use or economic buyers use. So keep that in mind. You got a management buyer, you got a user buyer, a technical buyer, and an economic buyer. So that's your mindset. Now, so when you're meeting with somebody, which category do they fall in? So that's one aspect I want you to keep in mind. Now, here I want to add a flavoring again to the Miller-Hyman strategic selling model. We now know we have a management buyer, user buyer, technical buyer, economic buyer, and I dropped off the coaching or the champion because you're always going to try to find somebody. That's kind of a given. Let's find somebody within the company to kind of help us move through the company, see if we can get a decision made. But now, Having those four buyer models in your head, those four stakeholders, management, user buyer, technical buyer, economic buyer, we also need to get a temperature of where they're at. So you're presenting a product or a service. We need to know where are they at in terms of wanting to change. In other words, what is their level of urgency? So I created three categories, which again, I've talked about in the past. So I'm really blending two strategies here. For each buyer, stakeholder, I want you to ask yourself this question. Are they confident in what they're currently doing? In other words, are they convinced that what they're currently doing is good enough? If you have that type of stakeholder, then you need to get them to the point where it is urgent, they need to make a change. Or are they complacent? Now, complacent differs from confidence. Confidence is like, ah, we don't need anything, we're good. Complacent is, you know, I mean, we, it probably could be better, but you know, this is good enough. And that's where the majority of people are going to be. You know what? It's good enough. And the reason the majority are going to be there is that they realize they need to change, but other priorities are preventing them to make, from making the time to change. And then, obviously, the third category is they're concerned, right? These are people who know we need to make a change. We need to make a change, and we need to do it ASAP. So think about this for a second. I want you to visualize this cross-matrix. Across the top, you have management, user, technical, economic, buyer, right? Across. Think of columns. You have four columns. And then across the side, you have three rows. Are they confident that what they're doing is correct, which means they don't need you? Are they complacent? They know they need to change, but yeah, it's not that urgent. Or are there people who are concerned and they know they need to change? For each buyer type, stakeholder, 
I'd like you to begin to evaluate during your presentations, during your discovery, during your question session, just when you're having great conversation, find out where this stakeholder is at. Are they convinced that they're good? They don't need you. Are they complacent? They know they need to change, but now is not a good time. Or are they concerned? The urgency is there. It's obvious that if it's urgent, they're concerned, the chances of moving or progressing or advancing that sale is going to be much higher as opposed to those who are convinced that they don't need to change. So from a presentation standpoint or a sales point standpoint, we need to make sure that when we run across confident people or even complacent people, our job is to shift them off, shift them off being confident or complacent and move them into the concern range, and then they'll be open to listening to you. And that is it for this Sales Influence Podcast. Again, the buyer matrix. Know who the stakeholders are. Figure out the four categories. Find out where they are at mentally with regard to wanting to change. And then adjust your presentation, your pitch accordingly. And that's it for the Sales Influence Podcast. Don't forget to leave me some feedback on iTunes, Stitcher, or YouTube. Let me know what you think. Greatly appreciate it, as always. Also, check out my Sales Velocity Academy. The Academy is growing. We just added some new courses. You have to check it out. Go to salesvelocityacademy.com. That's salesvelocityacademy.com. If you're serious about increasing your sales ability and sell more faster, check it out. Lastly, I want to thank you for listening. This is Victor Antonio always reminding you, selling ain't hard when you know how. Take care. Hi, I'm Victor Antonio. I'm an author, sales trainer, and keynote speaker. I'm often asked, what makes a great speaker? Is it someone who delivers real content that the audience can use? Is it someone who engages the audience so they're part of the learning experience? Or is it someone who can motivate an audience to push them beyond their comfort zone and discover new abilities? The answer is yes. But the most important thing to remember is that I'm not there to look good. I'm there to make my client look good. Simply put, it's never about me and it's always about them.